Welcome to the Citizens Youth Sermon Podcast. We are a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church and a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit nwgospel.com slash citizens. Citizens. Um, if you guys are looking for a new way to interact with the scriptures, this group, Streetlights, does a bunch of scripture um, that way. They read scripture in a very interesting way. So if you are like, man, I don't love reading, I like to listen to my Bible, but the guy on the Bible app is like super boring, check these guys out, okay? They're on Spotify, this is YouTube, you know, you're teenagers that know how to use the internet. You can find them. Yeah. Um, welcome, guys, this is great. By the way, the front row looks really good on you guys. Front row looks good, love it. I love being close to you guys. Um, how many of you uh, grew up in the great P&Dub, known as the Pacific Northwest? Yes, how many of you are recent converts to the P&Dub? Am I the only one that calls it the P&Dub? This guy's from Texas, yeah. Uh, I did not actually grow, I guess I grew up here. I was born in Colorado, um, Colorado Springs. Uh, nobody knows. Um, but I moved here when I was about eight, so I've been here for about 20 years. Um, and this is like one of the most beautiful places in the world that you, I think that you can live. I mean, there's some beautiful places for sure. But every time I travel and I come back to this area, I'm like, man, we live in a beautiful place. Like, I, my spouse is from Maryland, which is where Sam is, and it's boring, okay? Super boring. He took me on a hike once, and I was like, I bet this is pretty in the summer. Everything was dead. Um, it's really, and my, like, my family, like, my extended family, they're all from the desert. They're all from Phoenix. Um, yeah, we got a desert rat over there. That's what they call them. I'm not insulting Danae. I'm not. Um, and my family, when they come from Phoenix to this area, they, they act like they've just entered the Garden of Eden. They're like, it's so beautiful. I've never seen green before. And we're like, oh, it's the trees. The trees are always green. Well, it's beautiful here. We love it. But for as long as I've lived here, like I've lived here for about 20 years, it's only been in the last five years that I've developed the thing that all good P&W people know is like hiking. Yeah. Like, there are um, tons of places to hike around here. You can just go out into the woods and never come back, and it's normal. And I'm like, I just started discovering this hiking thing. So the thing that I think is crazy in hiking and what has taken me a while to, like, figure it out is, like, how do people know where to go? Like, sometimes I've gone to, like, trails, and I'm like, how does anybody know where this is supposed to go? And sometimes they have maps, or sometimes they have directions. Those are super helpful. But there's been a couple times where I'm like, okay, this is a hike that is all over Instagram. Everybody tells me about this one. I'm going to go on this hike. And I get out there, and there's, like, no maps. There's, like, a tiny little trail sign that's like, hike here, or whatever the name of the hike is. It doesn't say hike here. And I'm, you come up to this, like, fork in the road, but it's not a fork in the road. It's like a five-way, four-way fork in the road. And I'm like which way do I go? And how do I know if I go this way, it's going to take me to the right path? I got lost at Lacamas. I was with Olivia. We both got lost at Lacamas. We have found the way, though. We came back alive. Uh, and I just, I just don't understand, like, which way, like, how are you supposed to know which way to go? And how do you know that if you go that way, you're going to end in the right place? And, and there's this one hike that, like, we got to the fork, and there was a sign, and I was like, sweet. A sign with a map, but the map paper had been like ripped off. I'm like, this is really not helpful. I don't know where I'm going. 
which way do I go? I'm learning how to figure this out on hikes. But really, we're all figuring this out in life. How many of you have asked that question out of your life? You're like, which way do I go? Which direction do I take? How do I know that if I go down this path, it's actually going to take me where I want to go? How, how do I figure out which way to go? Some of you are young and it's middle school and like, you're like, which outfit do I wear today? It's important. It really is. Some of you, some of my seniors right now are like sweating every day of their life because they're like, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Which way do I go? When we hit decisions in our lives or major crossroads, we ask this question of which way? Which way am I supposed to go? Last week, we opened up the year talking about who are we as citizens? What does it mean to be a citizen? What do we care about? What do we value? And we talked about our six major values. And tonight, we're going to dive into one of those. And it's one of those that actually is also going to help us answer this question of which way do I go? So tonight, you take your Bibles out. We are going to be in Psalme, Psalms, the Psalms. I'm sorry. I say that in tribes and... Doesn't quite land in high school. Uh, Psalms, it's right in the middle of your Bible, so if you just kind of like open it right to the middle, you're going to find Psalms. Um, And we're going to be in chapter one, the very, very first Psalm of Psalms. Psalms is the the poetry, it is the music of the scriptures, Um, it is the way that like God is teaching through art. Like God loves beautiful art, He creates beautiful things, and the Psalms is that for us. And tonight in Psalm 1, we're going to realize that this psalm is like opening up uh, the Maps app on your phone. It's like opening up the map, and you're like looking at the directions, but instead of like, you know when you type in an address, and it gives you like two or three ways to get to the same location? Always take the quickest route. (laughs) Sorry. Efficiency is my thing. This psalm, as you open up the map is actually two paths, but they end in very different directions. And it's going to lay out these two paths, these two directions. And as we look at them, we're going to answer, which way should I go? We're going to be standing here today and a fork in the road. Which way will you go? Which way will you go? So let's open up Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Here we go. It says, Blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. But the wicked? Not so. For they are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. We have two paths before us tonight. And we see that the two paths are the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked. And we have a character that opens up our psalm, and he chooses a path. He chooses a direction to go, and the path that he finds himself on, he is blessed, right? He is happy. He is delighted to be on this path. He says, 
Blessed is the man who walks on this path. He's clearly chosen the right path. If he's happy and he's having a jolly time, he's clearly chosen the right path. And what path has he chosen? Well, it's not the path of the wicked. See, this word blessed like literally means happy. He's satisfied. He's filled. He is wanting for nothing. We got to kind of steal this phrase back from culture. Like when you see someone's Instagram, you see like the hashtag blessed. Like they are like, my life is perfect and awesome. And this thing, this thing happened exactly as I wanted to happen. It's like when we read the hashtag blessed, we're like, oh, they always get what they want. That's really great. It's more than just like you got exactly what you wanted. Bless does not mean that. It is not connected to circumstances. It is a state of mind. It's a state of a heart that I have enough. Like I'm happy. Like I'm filled. I am satisfied. I am not wanting for anything. And why in the world is this person happy? Why is this person happy to walk on this path? And we see that the path of the righteous is mapped by the word of God. The path of the righteous is mapped by the word. The psalm presents a fork in the road, and there's two very, very different directions for this road. There is the way of the wicked, and there's the way of the righteous. The way of the wicked. What is it like? We see, we look down this road and we just see a crowd of people kind of like moving about. We can't really figure out an exact direction. They're kind of standing, they're kind of sitting, they're just kind of going their own way. And, and who are these? Who are the wicked? They're like, oh, no, is there anybody who's like really wicked? Like, who are these people? Well, later in the Psalms, the wicked uh, are described by other Psalms, by other Proverbs, and they're described as those who basically say, God? ridiculous. Like God, like you really think there's a God and you really think he's involved in your life. Like God is ridiculous. Dude, I can go my own way. There's no God telling me what to do with my life. The wicked say, what does God know? God, what does God know? What does the most high even know what's happening? The wicked are those who they go their own way and they get their own way. They push their way through the crowd. They get their own agenda, even if that's the cost of other people or tearing others down. They don't care about right and wrong. They scoff at like, you put what limits in your life? Pff, what rules? No, they scoff at God and they blaze their own path, like literally catching things on fire as they go. Tearing others down, not caring who's in the way. This is the path of the wicked. But there's the path of the righteous, and they don't follow the crowd. He says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. He's not hanging out with those who are counseling him in a wicked way or in their own way. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't spend his time with people who are taking down the wrong path. He doesn't sit in the seat of scoffer. He doesn't become a scoffer himself. This is the path of the righteous. And they, unlike the, the wicked, like when they go out, when the wicked go out hiking on the path of life, follow the metaphor, right? It's like they like just, well, here's a bush. I'm gonna step this way. And they just like go. And they're like, there's no, there's no, you're just wandering. There's no path. How do you know where to go? Well, the righteous stay on the path. They stay in the right direction. 
They know where they're going. They know where their steps lead. They know where the end goal is. They have the map in front of them. And what is their map? He says, I delight in the law of the Lord. Ladies above, up on the wings. Phones in pockets. Thanks. He says, my delight is in the law of the Lord. The, the righteous follow the map of the word. They have a different desire. They have a way that's set before them. What is this like law, law of the Lord? Like right now, that word um, has a really negative connotation in our culture, right? We're like, there are laws coming out literally every single day. Why do I care about following any of them? This law in the language is actually the Torah. And this is the story of God's people. You see, God wrote us a story. He didn't write you a rule book. He wrote you a story about himself. He says, this is what I'm like, and this is how I interact with my people. And he wrote a story about how much God would stop at nothing to be with his people. He wants to be with and bless and love his people, that he chased them down and he continues to make it possible for his people to be with him. This is this gracious story of God and the righteous delight in it. They say, I've never heard a story so beautiful. Like someone who would love me even though I hate them? What? What? This is the grace of the story of God and they delight in it and they love it. And he says he meditates on it day and night, right? He reads it, he memorizes it, he speaks it, he thinks about it all the time. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Every moment from day to night, he's thinking about the beautiful story of God. How would we describe the path that we're currently on? Are we one of those who are like, I do my own thing, right? I'm going to go my own path. I'm going to create a new path. I'm going to trek out in the woods and do whatever I want. Are we marked by the arrogant scoffing of the path of the wicked? Or do we delight in doing it God's way? Do we delight in going in a way that is clear and paved and we know the ending and our steps are sure? Do we delight in the Lord do we delight in his word? One of the things you're going to find out about citizens is that we prioritize biblical truth. This is one of the six things that we value. You're going to hear it preached every single week. You're going to hear kids and students memorize it. You're going to see us doing Bible studies together. Why? Because we realize that this is our direction, right? It is our map for life. It sets the trajectory of our hearts and our lives and our direction. It's like a compass guiding us in the way that we go. And so this year, uh, we have a challenge that our student leaders have actually piloted for you. So it, we know that it works because they've been doing it. Um, but this year, in 2021, we have a Bible reading plan for you. How many of you have a Bible reading plan already? Some, some, yes. For those of you who don't, We've got one for you. This is called a chapter a day challenge. And it's getting through the scriptures. And every day, there's, you just read the chapter that it tells you to read. And then there's some questions that you answer. There's some observations you make. You reflect on the scripture. And this is one way that we're together as citizens going to get the scripture in our lives and our hearts. It's a great way to integrate God's word into your daily life. Because we know that the path of the righteous 
is mapped by the word of God. And we want to love the word. We want to delight in the word. But let's be honest. If we were to choose our own path, like, it's kind of easier to go my own way. I personally love being independently minded, doing my own thing. It's really so much easier to go my way to do what I want. Why in the world do I want to go on the other path? Like, why would I want to delight in the law of the Lord? Why would I want to follow his ways? Where do these paths end? What's the final goal for each of these journeys? And we're going to look at that. This psalm is going to show us the end of each of these paths. As we look at our GPS, the little pin at the end is going to tell us where to go. So let's look at it. Psalm 1, verse 3. This is the righteous. He says, He is like a tree that is planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. But the wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. On these paths, the righteous find the path to life, but the wicked find a dead end. The righteous find the path of life, but the wicked find a dead end. Back in October, I got married. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to milk that for a whole year, and then it'll be old. Um, so, but, you know, it's the middle of COVID season, and so where do you go on a honeymoon? Nowhere. But we went to the mountains. We went up to Mount Hood, and we did a cabin in Mount Hood. It was, like, so beautiful. It was so perfect. I didn't have to talk to any humans except for my spouse for, like, 10 days. It was great. It was a great time. Um, but the cool thing was is that where our cabin was, we're actually really close to some other hikes, um, and, you know, I'm learning the hiking thing. I'm trying to figure it out. And one of the hikes that we got to do was Mirror Lake. Have any of you guys done Mirror Lake? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I'd seen it uh, Instagrammed all over the place, and there are beautiful pictures of it. I'm like, I want to do this hike. Let's go. And so it was literally five minutes from our cabin. It was kind of awesome. And so we drove up there. You know, we park. And at first it just looks like any ordinary trail. You know, it's like you just pulled up to Lackamas Lake. Classic Northwest scene, you got trees, green, evergreens, they're just there. It's winter, it's cold, um, but we just, we started going out there. I'm like, man, people have told me this is beautiful, it's like amazing, we're going to have a great time, I can't wait to see it. And so we're just hiking and talking, and at first it just looks pretty normal, like this just looks like outside your backyard sometimes, if you live kind of in the, the Shugish area. Oh, we got a lot of Shugliites here. Um, <laughs> It's my new name for them. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're hiking, it, and it's fun. Like, hiking's fun, and there are trees, and it looks cool, but it doesn't look like anything, like, spectacular, and we're kind of going up, and I'm like, man, I really hope this is worth it. Like, people have said it's, like, really cool, and I don't know. I don't see anything super cool right now. And granted, we're in the winter. It was October, so it's not like it wasn't super sunny. Um, it was just kind of a normal day. Um, and so we just like keep going and it just keeps going like up and up and up and you keep doing these switchbacks and it's kind of like bare-ish, like there's not a lot of leaves on the trees and I'm like, man, it's like, whatever, we'll see. I almost, I almost turned back. I almost did because I was like, meh. 
Then we get to the top of this like crested hill. We get to the top of this hill and like the foliage begins to change. The foliage, the foliage begins to change a little bit and it gets a little bit fuller and there begins to be more leaves on it and it's a little more greener. That's the back of my beautiful ginger head. Um, and it's just, it starts looking a little bit better. And I'm like, man, we gotta be getting close. They say there's a lake around here. We've gotta be getting close. Cause like the foliage is getting healthier. And like, you always know where the water is because the plants are starting to look really good. Right? So we're, we must be getting close. We, we finally get through it. And then we just like break through the trees and you see the lake. And I'm like, oh man, this is beautiful. And then we walk around the lake and it's like the most shocking moment because at first you're like, it's a lake, it's really beautiful, the trees are beautiful. And then you get to some, a certain part in the lake and there it is. And you're just like, it's so beautiful. And you're just like stunned in silence as the mountain's just sitting there and reflecting on the lake. And it's just like, ah. It's like a moment of peace and beauty. Just like stunned by the magnificent like life that's happening there. And there's a lot of life happening there because this guy right here was like a like legit photographer dude and his backpack is like right here and there's a chipmunk crawling in it. <laughs> Joel and I walked up to him and we're like, sir, you have a chipmunk in your backpack. And he's like, I know, they steal my snacks all the time. I'm like, he comes here a lot. <laughs> it's like a beautiful thing. You can tell where the water is because that's where the life is. You can see the health, you can see the beauty, and really the path of the righteous is like this. The path of the righteous is like this. It says he's like a tree planted by streams of water. It's fruitful, its leaves are big, it is healthy. The righteous not only find blessing and happiness on this path, but they find peace and delight they find that they're flourishing like the Garden of Eden. And just like I could tell on the hike, like we were getting closer to the lake, like you can tell those who are on the path of righteousness because of the life that is coming off of them. The righteous are like trees that are close to and rooted deep into living waters. They're thriving, they're healthy. There's a really great um, parallel passage to this in Jeremiah that I love for a couple of reasons, you'll see it. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Love that repetition. You're like, I get it, trust in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Have you ever seen an anxious tree? like shivering in the forest. <laughs> I've never seen an anxious tree. I've seen a dying plant before, but this is a beautiful picture, again, of this tree like whose roots have gone deep and it's not afraid of bad weather or no rain or a drought. And it, that kind of tree is like the person who trusts in the Lord. And man, have we seen a year of drought? Have we seen a year of drought? And we're looking at this new year going, I don't know what the weather is gonna be like. <laughs> I have no idea what the weather is gonna be like. Will it ever go back to normal? Will I ever get things back that I lost, like my clubs and my sports and my friends and my activities and school? Will I ever get these things back? 
Will I ever get my friends back? Will unity ever be a thing again in our lives? Or what will be the next thing that like smacks us all in the face and like causes division among us? But those who trust in the Lord, man, even when the heat of life gets turned up, their roots are deep in living waters. What is your anxiety level like when the heat gets turned up in life? In seasons of drought, are we shivering trees? <laughs> the righteous don't fear and they're not anxious because they trust in the Lord. They're like that tree that is anchored deep in living waters. They're growing good fruit their leaves are big. They have good things coming out of their lives. They're enduring through season after season after season, no matter the winds, no matter the lack of rain, because their strength is in the Lord. So in these two paths, the righteous are rooted and they're remaining. But what's the wicked doing? What's the end of the wicked? It says the wicked are like chaff that the wind drives away. Chaff is like the outside of like a plant. It's like the outside of like wheat, but none of us see wheat. It's like a sunflower seed shell. You don't use that. You spit it out. More accurately, have you guys been around here in like August, I think it is, when like the cottonwood trees just like sneeze on everybody, right? Yeah, okay, you're like driving down, all of a sudden like there's like, you're like, is that snow? And you're like, no, and you're like, is that cotton? And you're like, no, it's the trees causing us all to die. The allergies in our face, right? So like, the, like those, you know, okay, the cottonwoods, man, they just like, it just blows through. They don't remain, it just blows through. And just like the wicked, those are wicked to our allergies. But just like the wicked, they blow away. They're gone. They're there for a season and they're gone. Unlike the tree that is rooted deep, that remains, that stays, that goes through every windstorm we encounter, that hangs through every dry day in the summer, the righteous are like the trees. The wicked are like those cottonwood floofs that just floof away. And notice, I make up words, it's okay. Notice the line. Like, the righteous get constant, like, they're like, oh, they're like trees planted by streams of water that has its fruit and seasons, and its leaves, are always, they always prosper, and it's like, it's going on and on about the righteous. The wicked, like, nah, they blow away. Much like the sentence about the wicked, <laughs> the lifespan of the wicked is just as short and fleeting. It's just as small. And this is both a warning and a promise it's a warning in the sense that it causes us to like look at our feet and say, where am I going? As we ponder the path of our feet, we say, am I on the path of the righteous or the path of the wicked? Will my life be swift and short or am I stable and secure? So it's both a warning, but it's also a promise because there are times in life when the wicked look like they win. And there are times in life when it's like, dude, that person is the worst and they, like, get everything they want. But the Lord says, uh-uh, they're here for a moment, but the wicked will never win. They always blow away. While the righteous 
remain, the wicked wither away. So the final destination for each of these are known. The end of the GPS. We see that the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. This is knowing is such an intimate knowing. Like God knows everything about the righteous. How many times they've sneezed. How many times they have cried in the last month. How many times they've laughed. How many stupid jokes have gone through their head. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. He knows their every step. They're known by the Lord. Their name is known. Their favorite things are known. They are not forgotten. They are not unseen. And they're so close to God that they're known And they're also so close to God that they are near the source of life. Their roots are deep in the living waters and they thrive, they live, they are filled. But the way of the wicked, simply this, they perish. That's it. That's all. They are not intimately acquainted with the source of life. They've chosen a different path. They've gone a different direction. The end, dead end. That's the final destination of the wicked. So as we come to the end of the psalm, we're kind of left with a discouraging question. I mean, it makes us look at the two paths and go, which path am I on? Which way am I walking? And it's really a discouraging question because... Man, who can really walk the path of the righteous? Is there anybody who can actually walk the path of the righteous? Someone who always does the right thing, who is constantly thinking about the word of God, who is never anxious, who always trusts in the Lord, who's always going in the right direction, always prospering. Is there anybody that righteous? I don't think there's anybody in the room, (laughs) let alone the world, that's that righteous. Even the best among us, the person in the room that you'd point out and be like, they're super Christian. Like I saw her reading her Bible with a highlighter. Like must be a super Christian. Like even the person that you're like, dude, they got their life together, they're super Christian. Not even they can walk the path of the righteous. So why do we even have this psalm? What's the point? If nobody can walk the way of the righteous, if we're all walking the path of the wicked, because like, I, I mean, man, I can't live up to that. If nobody can walk the way of the righteous, why in the world is this psalm in here? Why is it instructing us? Isn't God just cruel and being like, you are all wicked, dead end? What? But our hope is in the fact that there is one. There is one who is righteous. There's one who is the righteous one. The one who knew no sin. The only righteous one. And yes, (laughs) his name is Jesus. And he's the only one who belongs on the path of the righteous. He's the only one 
who belongs there, whose destination truly is life. And yet, like the, uh, the googly guy on Google that you pick up, you know, like on the maps when you pick up the googly guy, the orange guy, I'm getting some nods and people are like, what? Right? You're like on the path of the wicked and Jesus is the googly guy on the path of the righteous. He like picks them up and swaps places. Second Corinthians tells us, for our sake, God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin. He was righteous. But they made him walk the path of the wicked so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We deserve the dead end of the wicked path. And Jesus deserved the path of life. And yet he took our death so that he can switch us places and that we could be on the path of the righteous. He didn't just sprint down this path of the righteous and leave us in the dust. But again, the beautiful story of the scripture is that God stopped at nothing to be with us, not even our own awfulness. He says, your most horrendous sin is still not enough to keep me away. He became sin for us that we could see life. It's like the path of the righteous is like a highway and it's all going in the same direction. And our new drivers in here, how do you get on a highway? An on-ramp. An on-ramp. You take an on-ramp onto the highway, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pastor driver's that test. You got this. Right? You have to take an on-ramp to get on the highway. And on the path of righteousness, the on-ramp is nothing else than the cross of Christ. For us to enter the path of righteousness, we have to go through the cross of Christ. This means that the path of righteousness, the path of life, is paved with the blood of Christ. The path of life is paved with the blood of Christ. And so as we sit and we ask ourselves, what path are we on? We're really asking, have I been made righteous by Christ? Have I put my life before God and before Christ and said, you be the Lord of my life. You direct my way and my step. Oh, I delight in your love and your word. Have we been made righteous? Have we been found in Christ? Have we gone through the cross onto the, the, the highway of righteousness? Where are you with your relationship with Jesus? Who is he to you? If you are in here and you're like, man, I want that path of life, come talk to us. Any one of the leaders in this room, and we'll tell you how good Jesus is and what it means to follow him. In fact, that's our whole thing. We're creating community students who are learning to live for Jesus. What is your relationship with Jesus, and are you getting intimately acquainted with him in his word? 
Do you know him? Do you delight in his word? Do you meditate on it day and night? Let us be people who dwell in the word without guilt, without this like, oh, I have to do this to remain on the path of the righteousness. Because no, remember the way to the path of righteousness is through Christ. I'm in Christ. And because I know him and I love him, I want to get to know him more. And I desire his word. And some of us in here, you're like, I want to want him. Like I know I'm supposed to read the Bible and like I want to desire him, like I want to want him. Let that be your prayer tonight. Like, Lord, would you ignite a desire in me to delight in you, to delight in your word, to follow you. Man, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for the truths of your word. God, we thank you for the beautiful story of scripture, Lord, that you did not leave us alone, that you did not leave us to figure out this path by ourself, God, but that you not only gave us your word to know you and to know the path of our life, Lord, but you gave us Jesus, Jesus who shows us who you are and who takes my place, that I deserve the destination of the path of the wicked, but Jesus took my place. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he took our death so that we could have his life. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here who are not yet walking on the path with Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would open their eyes to the beauty of Jesus, like that turn around the lake when you see it in the mountain. It's beautiful. God, I pray that you would ignite that kind of light in their heart as they see you. And Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here who they know Jesus, they love Jesus, they want to follow Jesus, but sometimes it's hard and they find themselves being anxious trees or they find themselves worrying or not trusting the Lord. Lord, I pray, God, that you would show yourself near to them. God, we thank you that you know the path of the righteous. God, you know them so well. And Lord, I pray that they would feel your nearness tonight, that they would feel you speaking to them. And I pray that you would ignite a passion in their hearts for you, for your word, that they would delight in you. I pray for a soul happiness, a soul blessedness that has nothing to do with the world that they find out there on their phone, but it has everything to do with the fact that their roots are deep in you. God, would you make us a community that looks like an oasis in the desert? God, would you make us into a community where people look and they say, man, they have some kind of life that I haven't seen before. I pray that we be a community that finds our life from you and nothing else in this life. As everything else shrivels and dies, may we find our life in you. God, we love you. We thank you that you are good. We delight in who you are. God, we thank you that you are transforming us day by day. It's in your name, Lord, that we pray all these things.